This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. I don't remember the date when I made my first career decision, but it was early and it was crystal clear to me. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Uh, Dad took me to Yankee Stadium on bat day, saw Mickey Mantle hit a home run, and I was hooked on baseball and was convinced that I was going to be a professional baseball player. And somewhere around my freshman or sophomore year of high school, I decided I wanted to be a lawyer. There was two girls in my class. One was named Pam. One, one, the other one was Chris. And we all decided we were going to be lawyers. And they may have decided on their own, but I just remember talking to them about it. And I like to argue with people. I didn't actually know any lawyers, uh, didn't have any family members that were lawyers, but decided I was going to be a lawyer from that point on. And uh, did not become a lawyer, but oddly enough, Chris did become a lawyer. I'm not quite sure whether Pam ever became a lawyer or not. I'm not sure that she did. But anyway, went through college with that intention, got a business degree. In my junior year, I took the LSATs, again, fully intending on becoming a lawyer. After I got my LSAT score, I sat down with my business law, which was my first class in lawyering, which is not really lawyering, but it's about law. And my law uh, teacher told me that my LSAT grades were not good enough to get any sort of a really good legitimate law school. And so... This guy had a massive impact on my life because once he told me I couldn't get into a good school and I had no definition of what a good school was, but that was it. I decided I wasn't going to be a lawyer anymore. Literally at almost the same time, I was home for the weekend one weekend and my dad had a guy show up at his house. My dad was in computers and this guy showed up at his house and he worked for IBM and I was shooting baskets in my in my driveway and he came in and he said, hey man, I'll play with you too. So he went around back, he opened the trunk of his car. He had a, a big car. I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was a big, big wide car. And he opened up the trunk of his car and in the trunk of his car, he had softball equipment. He had a pair of golf clubs. He had some tennis shoes and he had a football. And I was like, man, what do you do? And he said, I'm a salesman for uh, IBM. And well, that was it, man. I was hooked, right? So he, he put his tennis shoes on and came out and shot baskets with me. So from then on, I decided that I wanted to be a, uh, a salesperson. I wanted to be a computer salesperson, which is what I wanted to absolutely, absolutely do. So I uh, got the job and, and became a, a salesperson in the financial district of New York and you know, was beginning to think that, well, man, I, I want to do more than this, right? I noticed that there was a bunch of managers and uh, and leaders in, in the company. I said, well, maybe I want to go into management. So when I was at one of my earlier sales meetings, I just kind of noticed that the managers were standing in the back of the room. So I started standing in the back of the room. And I just figured that that's what managers did or that's what leaders did. They stood in the back of the room during sales meetings. So I started standing there. And 
the next thing that happened was was kind of fascinating, which was that the president of the company, of the technology company I was working for, we all went out to dinner one night, and it was a bunch of young salespeople. And there was probably about eight of us there. And we were out somewhere eating in Manhattan. I don't remember where it was, but everybody had a lot to drink. And I think the president actually had a little bit more to drink as well. And he looked around at the table and he said, I bet you one day one of you guys is going to become president of this company. And there were eight people there, and I thought he was talking to me. So I said, you know what? I could be president of this company. So the next day, I was 25 years old. The next day, I wrote a letter to the president of the company, who I didn't really even know very well. And I said, hey, listen, I'm your guy. I was the guy you were talking about. It's going to take me about five years to get to your level. So just hold on to the job till then, and I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your guy. So... For the next five years, I just uh, thought that I was going to become president of the company. I decided to become a sales manager. Whenever I would go to Texas at the time to actually go down to the headquarters, whenever the president of the company saw me, he would actually ask me questions about if I were president, what decision would I make? And I began to think like that's what I was going to do. And eventually it actually came true and I actually became president of that company. So I only tell you this because today I want to talk to you about career path and and what is your career path? What's next for you? I mean, do you even think about what should be next? If you don't, you should. Have you ever asked yourself those questions? I hope you have. And most people usually say, yeah, I've asked those questions. And maybe you have a future as the leader of the, the contact center that you're working in now. Maybe you're going to be an executive. Maybe you're going to be in marketing. Maybe you're going to be level two. Maybe you're going to be somewhere else in the organization. Or maybe your dreams are that you're going to go somewhere else completely. Or maybe your dreams are you're just going to stay right where you are and be really, really good at what you're doing. Whatever your next steps are in your career path, those steps are not going to happen unless you get focused and start doing some of the following. So I want to talk you through a discussion about career path and some of the things that you should be doing now as you begin to look at your career path. And so I I just want to reiterate that if you don't have a career path and it's not something that you think about or you don't even have a desire to do anything else beyond what you're doing now, that's cool and that's great. Hopefully you have a desire to be really good at what you're doing now. And so, you know, the same steps will occur. If you're someone that's looking to do more or believe that you're capable of doing more, you are. And that's really the first step. And, and like anything else, that if you're going to have steps, you probably ought to have some sort of a plan to get there. So here's some things that you can do to begin to have the, the concept of a career path and begin to do put some building blocks together to get there. So first off, I know this sounds a little bit crazy, but you need to arrive at work on time. Uh, every day, without a shadow of a doubt. And you've heard me say, if you're earlier on time, if you're, if, you're, if you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're history. If you're working in a contact center, everything is about being on time. And if you want to have a career path in the contact center, you need to be on time. You need to be maniacal about being on time because every contact center second matters. I want you to run to meetings. I want you to be at meetings on time. If there's 10 of you in a meeting on time, and somebody's one minute late, that's 10 minutes of contact center time that's lost. It's why people are so focused on workforce management. It's why it's so it's so critical. Everybody has to wait for the last person in that environment because there's minutes that are missing. You have to be on time, and you can't lead unless you're 
on time. And so I don't know whether it's something that you've truly taken to heart. If you've listened to my other podcasts, you've heard me say this over and over and over again, but it's the same thing in a career path. You have to be on time, right? And just so that you don't think you're on your own, professional sports don't get to decide what time they start. I mean, they, they, they are told to the minute, to the second, what time they're going to start, what time they're going to stop, right? So maybe rock stars and politicians don't have to worry about time, but being someone that's on time in business is, is a great thing to be if you're the kind of person that's really not on time when you go to the movies or some of the other places that you go that I get that, I understand that, maybe it's part of your personality, uh, you'll have to deal with your significant other on how they deal with that. But when it comes to being in a contact center, it comes to being at work, you need to be on time. Number two, you need to ask your supervisor, manager, or the human resources staff about training and development opportunities and other career options that may be available to you. You have to step up and go ask them. Have you done that? Have you had a conversation with your boss about where it is you want to go? And it's okay if where you want to go is their job. Hopefully your boss is strong enough and, and capable enough to deal with the fact that somebody would love to do what they do sometime in the future. And if that is the only job, it's still okay because your boss won't be able to do something else unless eventually someone takes over his or her job, right? So, so be proactive about looking for opportunities. Find out what's going on in the company, right? Don't be a mushroom. Look around and stay up to date. See what other opportunities, what other job openings are that exist. And if there's job openings, apply for them. Go talk to the people about the jobs. Go walk around and look for an opportunity and opportunities that are going on in the organization, whether they be inside the contact center or even outside the contact center, right? You, you're, you need to constantly be aware and open and looking for things that are looking for things that are going on. It, it's really no different than if you're someone that isn't in a relationship, you'd like to be in a relationship. Well, it's kind of hard to be in a relationship if you don't ever talk to anybody, or if you don't ever reach out or connect or go to places where there are other people so that you might be able to meet somebody else. It's the same way when you're looking for a job. You have to be aware of, aware of what the things are that are going on. And by the way, you don't need to be looking for a job right now if you're contemplating having a career path. A career path means that you've created some sort of a pathway of, hey, this is where I want to go, and what are the steps that I need to I need to go through in order to get there, right? So the other thing that's really interesting about this time, and these, these podcasts some days will be dated because I, I constantly talk about COVID in them, but we are in a COVID era right now. So, so if you think about it, there might be an opportunity where there might be some jobs that are opening up or some career paths that are opening up that all of a sudden you don't have to move. A lot of times in order to be successful in your career, you have to move to go where the job is or to go to corporate headquarters or some of those type of things in order to fulfill what you're looking to do. Well, in today's world or maybe in tomorrow's world, that may change. You might not have to move at all in order to be able to get a new opportunity or move your way up a, up a, up a career path. So, so be proactive. Uh, know that it doesn't matter where you go. You might not have to go anywhere in order to be able to accomplish your next goal or your next couple of steps goals. You might be able to stay right where you are in today's world. And you need to get involved, right? I mean, even if you're not getting paid, look for opportunities to learn more and get more visibility. Look for opportunities to to, to learn more, but then also to get more visibility, right? So so the first one is, is just to find out what's out there and, and to be alert to new opportunities. And then the second thing is, is to be visible yourself, right? Meet people that are in the job that you like 
or an area that might be of interest to you, in, invite somebody to lunch, uh, you know, during some, some off time or break, go, go follow someone and, and see what they do, learn a little bit about the job. There's people that have had certain jobs and have done certain things. The other thing about a career path is, is being able to see where the path is of other people that have gone out of the contact center or even within the contact center, right? So if you're a supervisor right now in the contact center, you know, what have other supervisors done? Has anybody else ever moved from that position somewhere else? Did they become a level two support person or a level two manager? Did they move into workforce management or training? Or does it look like the career path steps are through quality monitoring or, or maybe they took on a responsibility of working a different shift or something. There is a pathway in your organization that others have gone on. And I'm not saying that you can't forge your own new path, but the reality is if there's a path that's already been created, that's usually the easiest one to follow. So you need to look for those, right? So the next thing that you need to do is, is don't wait till you have a leadership tile before you begin to act like a leader, right? And it was pretty dumb that I was standing in the back of the room, but it was a start. And when I made the decision to tell the president boldly that I wanted his job at the time, the president then turned around and began to look at me as a, as a future president. And I mean, it was so encouraging and so motivational. And I began to start to see it through a president's eyes, even though I had no idea what a, what a president was at that particular time. And and man, I'm so blessed and so thankful for the fact that he saw that in me and was willing to invest in me. And, you know, in, in many ways, he ended up becoming a mentor to me. And in the sense that he, he, he saw where I wanted to go and he helped me move along. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that many people have been successful in their career path by finding a mentor, by finding someone who had taken a similar path or someone that was willing to invest some time in you to help you along in that career path. And I hope that I hope that you've been able to find somebody like that and in your organization. If you haven't, look around. You know, look around. There are people that are willing to invest time in helping you to be successful in your career. And you just need to look and to be open to it. And and I might add that some of the best ways to find a mentor is to be a mentor. Right? Because if you're a supervisor now, there are probably some people that are on the front line that would love to be a supervisor someday or have dreams and visions of doing some things other than what they're doing right now. And again, whether that be inside the contact center or outside. And so some of the best ways to get is to give. And so we've talked about being interested in other people. Be interested in other people's careers, especially people that are working for you. And if, and if it's the right fit and, and it's the right connection, be a mentor to some someone or or, or a, a number of someone's to help them along. And then also look for one yourself. And it'd be okay to say to someone who's been around for a while that's probably been on a path that you've been on, that you feel like you've, that there's someone that you respect and that um, you get the impression that he or she respects you or at least potentially might be someone that could respect you, you know, to go ahead and ask them whether they might be willing to to offer some advice and to mentor you along and to, and to and and to work with you that that's a that's a great question to ask and and I think you'd be shocked how many people would say yes to you in that regard. You know, so the other thing about not waiting to have a leadership position or leadership title before you act like a leader is there's some don'ts that we 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 don't want to do and I don't want to fill you up with a bunch of don'ts but let me fill you up with a bunch of don'ts. Right? So one, don't gossip. You're not going to be a leader and be uh, gossip central. 
you know, or rumor central, don't be that person, right? Don't be the problem person where you're the person that everybody everybody talks to and you're the person that that is the problem person and everybody knows that you're doing it. Don't be that person. Obviously, I want you to solve problems, which means you're the solution person. So people bring problems to you because you come up with a solution. Don't be the one that just spreads problems around. It doesn't help your career and it really doesn't help anyone else. And then, you know, finally, don't be the person with a lampshade on your head at the company party, right? So I don't care whether you're a party person or you're a fun-loving person. Rarely does the person with the lampshade get the promotion that, that that's at the party. And I know you'll say, well, man, you don't know my company. There's been some leaders that we've had that have been the ones with the lampshades on their head. Uh, that may have worked for that person, but I promise you it's not a really good strategy. So uh, don't do that. It's just a really good thing to do. And then finally, I want you to always show initiative, right? So, which means that you have to become the best supervisor ever, right? That's kind of how you get the career path launched because people see you as being able to do more, being capable of doing more, being capable of more responsibility, being capable of having a a different kind of leadership position, right? Even if your career path isn't in management, you find out that supervisor management isn't what you want to do. You want to become a level two or an individual contributor or whatever it is. It, leadership qualities all end up being the same kind of thing. So, so, so hone and become really great at something or multiple somethings as a supervisor. Maybe you're the can be the most technical supervisor ever because you know all the answers. Maybe you can be the best at motivating other people or the best at special projects as a supervisor or you know the one that can deal best with the problem people or problem solver. Maybe you're the supervisor that they send the problem people to. If you want the the single greatest success component as a supervisor, be the best definer, selector, grower, and keeper of talent. That's the greatest way to move as a manager because if if you can if you can if you can define, select, grow, and keep talent, and you get a reputation of someone that can do that, people will say, you know what, uh, Sally or Joe, they're they're not very bright, but man, can they attract and grow and build talent. That is the fastest way to become a leader in an organization and to get more people working for you is to be the kind of person that that knows how to do that. And of course, in order to do that, you be the kind of have to be the kind of person that attracts people that want to be successful and want to work hard under you, right? And, and if you're capable of doing that, you've created the kind of skills and talents that everyone wants. And I promise you, your, your company wants those kind of talents as well. So that's my discussion today with you about career paths. I mean, just quite simply, I know some of these are really simple, but they are the basics, right? Arrive at work on time. You're not going anywhere in the contact center if you're not maniacal about being on time. Engage your supervisor, your manager, or HR to find out what's going on. Don't be a mushroom. Go and ask. I mean, you should have a conversation, if not every time you sit down with your manager, at least every other or once a month when you're talking about your career path. Now, your answer may be, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I, I, don't know what I want it to be. And if that's the case, then you're obviously not going to talk about it. But you ought to have one. You ought to have some sort of a plan. And for those of you that have always wanted a plan but didn't know where to start, sit down and talk to somebody about it. Don't wait to have a leadership title to be a leader. Begin to act like one. Look for people that you can surround yourself with. Be a mentor. Find a mentor. It's one of the great ways to help you be successful. And never stop showing initiative, right? If you're going to be a supervisor in the organization and a leader in someone, be really great at something. I mean, if you can be great at most things, that's that's fabulous too. 
but be known for being really good as a, a problem solver or the best technical person or best motivation or highly encouraging or really organized or great at projects or, again, someone who can, who can define, select, grow, groom, build, and keep talent. Those are the kind of things that help you grow, one, as a supervisor or a leader or a manager, and then, two, as someone that can have some sort of a career path. Well, listen, it's been great to talk to you this week. I look forward to talking to you next week. I hope that if you didn't have a career path, you have one or the beginnings of one now. Go be great. Uh, Know you're capable of it. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.